at the end of August 2021, American troops completely withdrew from Afghanistan, marking the end of the war in Afghanistan as well as the total failure of George W. Bush's so-called freedom agenda. However, the chaos provoked by attempts to impose Bush's vision is still present. Afghanistan's Pashtun tribes form the largest ethnic group in the country. Traditionally, they are highly self-governing and have their own unique ways of functioning. Professor Abdullah Kamawal of Kabul University has long carried out research into Pashtun history and culture. He told us more about his family and the Pashtun clan to which he belongs. In Afghanistan, the <laughs> Professor Kamawal believes that when foreign forces entered Afghanistan and attempted to change the country, it was the Afghan people's tribal loyalty that prevented that change from happening. Abdul Sattar Sadat was a legal consultant to former Afghan president Ashraf Ghani. As such, he knows the U.S.-led policies like the back of his hand. No, the Nasli and the Kal policy is that they must from Ki. The Yomalk by the Bohran Urusta Tazana Fasuakli, by the Onevela Horek. Bohran Urusta, he was on Ki Yawa Madagida, the Madagi, Padwasha Club and the Ki. Yo, 
او بل هغوی باندې کافی فشار وي چې هغه د پوزیشنونه هغوی تیر سي آماده وسیږي چې انتقال From the perspective of Professor Abdullah Kamawal, the so-called generational change strategy altered the structure of social governance. The program that the military person program, they are not familiar with it. So, the first thing that we have to do is to make the military retirement. Following the generational change strategy, a group of young foreigners of Afghan heritage assumed positions of power in the Afghan government, but were unable to obtain the trust of the Afghan people. د امریکې سفارت او همغه غربي نړۍ سفارت نوم هغه کسانو ته چې ولسمشر غني په همغه نسلي انتقال کې راوستل و ډېر مهم پوزیشنونه یې ورکړي و هغه په حکومت کې و ډېرو مهمو پوزیشنو کې نه و دا نوم د ویسکي بایز هغوی ورکړی دا هغه نوم نه دی چې مو ورکړی دوی باسواده خلکو تکړه خلکو ډېرو ښه پوهنتونونه هم ویلي دي هارورد نه فارغ و افغانستان ته هیڅ نه یوازې په درد ونه خوړل شو بلکې ډېر زیات مشکلات ځکه هغه ویل افغان دی خو کلی به یې نه شو توضیح کولی مثلا دا کسان به په هغه کې وو په وزیر اکبر خان کې مثلا همدغه د فساد پیسو باندې به یې پوکر وهه یو ځل به چال تر یو نیم لک ډالر هم لاړه داسې غریبې The whiskey boys were merely the tip of the iceberg when it comes to corruption in Afghanistan. In his book, Games Without Rules, Afghan-American author Tamim Ansari analyzes the historical and ongoing factors behind the turmoil in Afghanistan through the eyes of those at the country's helm. He argues that Americans believe that the more people act in their own interests, the better place they are to serve the public good. This idea, combined with the long-standing local tradition of nepotism in politics, meant that corruption was particularly egregious in Afghanistan during the American occupation. Is this network of families, clan, tribal kind of, of, uh, of situation. One of the, the byproducts of that is when somebody is, is, gets a post in the government, you know, whether it's a district official or a governor or somebody in the ministry or something, it's expected that they would uh, use their position to help all of their people that are part of their inner world. There became a phenomenon of corruption in Afghanistan. There were operators who knew how to do this kind of thing. According to a 2016 report by the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, or SIGAR, the U.S. fostered corruption by pouring excessive funds into the country. One example is the electoral system. They're not voting for the best of us. They're voting for our little group to win out over that little group. That's not exactly democracy, you know. That's like a... 
interest group war or something like that. In Game Without Rules, Ansari reveals that most of the budget for one of the initial projects in the U.S. reconstruction of Afghanistan, the Kandahar-Kabul Highway, was used to purchase American supplies and equipment, hire American experts, and pay American contractors. Meanwhile, villagers who'd been given jobs building the road for 10 US dollars a day took to sabotaging the road at night so that it would never be finished. Leakage of funds in the American part of the pipeline, <laughs> there were contractors and stuff getting the money before it even got to Afghanistan. The American project starts and the system is set up for free market capitalism. You know, so everybody can come in within those boundaries. You can uh, do whatever you can to make money. Once, you know, the system steers people to be more and more, you know, hustlers and operators rather than legitimate businessmen, then with a lack of institutions, they'll be able to start buying <laughs> government officials, you know, to, uh, to help them out on their corruption. Barialai Baklur is the head of an independent radio station in Pawan province. Founded in 2007, this station was one of the region's most popular media outlets, with more than 1.5 million listeners. Due to a lack of staff, Barialai has to carry out routine inspections of the broadcasting equipment himself. <laughs> News reports claim that since U.S. troops withdrew from Afghanistan, 40% of Afghan media outlets have shut down, while stringent regulation means that for those that are still in operation, the future is anything but certain. However, there's an important but oft overlooked reason behind these outlets' closure. The withdrawal of the U.S. from Afghanistan deprived many Afghan media outlets of necessary funding. Data from USAID shows that from 2001 to 2021, the American government invested more than 1.2 billion U.S. dollars in Afghan media, allowing hundreds of outlets to develop. At the same time, the U.S. donated 20,000 radios to remote villages and refugee camps, something that Barialai remembers vividly. Files from USAID show that in 2006, the U.S. had established a network that issued programs produced by NGOs, independent media, 
and supported radio stations to more than 55 radio stations and media outlets in Afghanistan. Indeed, the export of American values to Afghanistan did not take place in a single pathway. From 2002 to 2021, U.S. aid allocated around 1.3 billion U.S. dollars to educational projects in Afghanistan. 50-year-old Zalmay Sarahat is the principal of Shams Akbar Private High School. Having worked in education for many years, he's intimately familiar with the reforms that took place under the American occupation. و از روزی که پلان گرفتن که نصاب برای معارف افغانستان ساخته شه از امون لحظه کسایی را اجاورده بودن که عملا در کتاب های فر... فرهنگ مردم افغانستان در مکتبات در مکاتب تدریس میشه در صنفا در کتاب دری در کتاب های در کتاب... مخصوصا کتاب های ساینس USAID funded many education projects such as the Building Education Support Systems for Teachers project to improve the quality of primary and secondary education in 11 provinces of Afghanistan, and the Higher Education Program to improve the level of higher education. As a result of these projects, the number of teachers in Afghanistan increased sevenfold between 2001 and 2019, and the number of girls in elementary school increased from almost zero in 2001 to 2.5 million in 2018. But for Principal Sarahat, there were some problems behind the scenes. Donashmando, Kasoibudanka, the Maurif Afonason, Hup, Sogakadorbudan, Hamas, the Hosi, Mitology, Hamas, the Hosi Pidokuji, Hamasa, Asosotimorif, or Goiko Mildostan, Chun Mafkure Garbina Dostan, and the Shawa Zinieti Garbina Dostan, Unora Dar Mikonismi Sotorinizami Afon. According to World Bank data, Afghanistan's adult literacy rate declined from 43% in 2018 to 37% in 2021, while the literacy rate of young people between the ages of 15 and 24 declined from 65% to 56% over the same period. خدا شاید است که در طول 20 سال آنچه که ظاهراً می‌گفتند که ما با سازی معرف می‌کنیم عملاً معرف از بین می‌بردند. حکومت غربی‌ها که در افغانستان آمدند از اون وقت بسته بود. شما در کدام مکتب دولتی می‌رفتید می‌دیدین که یک تیپلی که در مکتب اصلاً تا اول تا سن 2000 خوانده و با سواد فارغ شده. According to reports published by USAID, many education programs in Afghanistan were audited as failing or unsatisfactory. The main reasons for their failure included lack of practical planning and communication, as well as the disproportionate distribution of project funds to top officials and consultants, while grassroots faculty and staff earned meager incomes. تأثیرات را که اونا میخواستن بر جای خود باقیسته عملا ما جوانهایی را میبینیم که سری زانوش باره بچین چی کار است؟ چرا این دقیقه کردی؟ میگه استایل است، استایل غیبی هست، امریکای اگه وقت جامده بود یا ترزی لباسپوشی، ترزی مویسرگزاری، ترزی رفتا، ترزی گبزدن این تن... تا 
تمامی مواردی بود که اونا در اینجا یک تغییرات فکری را در ذهن جوانا مخصوصا ایجاد کردن به نام دموکراسی و این زهرایی که میخواستند که از طریق معارف در زهر در افکار مردم افغانستان یعنی دانه پوشی شوه و ترزیق شوه این را به یاد داشته باشن که غربی ها چه اهدافشون میداشتن و مسئله دیگه که بسیار با دقت و با مهارت میخواستند در اکثر موضوعاتی عقیدتی، فرهنگی، از, از زاویه معارف بالای افکار مردم کار شده و مردم آیسته 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 فکرش تغییر بکنه Barilai empathizes with what Sarahat said and he points out that Western culture had a strong influence on a wider Afghan audience through the media. A 2008 study financed by the Embassy of the United Kingdom in Kabul stated that the development of diverse media was one of the greatest successes of the Afghan reconstruction. In The U.S. and other Western countries have provided tremendous assistance to Afghanistan's security sector. At the same time as bolstering the nation's military forces, CIA-backed units of Afghan soldiers, such as Zero Unit and the Cost Protection Force, the KPF, became hotbeds for crime and shelters for criminals. اوی حتی از این دیر خطرناک جنایت کول افغانستان محاکم تاثیر کردن نه یا جورنالیست از پیجانم اگه دیسر بکم که دریش بیکری بکی بیف که اگه اول از این دریش بکیاد ماهیر بین چهار سال دو نشیم وادولی دنو Indeed, this was not the only problem for the U.S. military in its 20-year war in Afghanistan. According to statistics from the Associated Press, U.S. troops conducted countless raids in cooperation with Afghan security forces, resulting in at least 47,000 civilian deaths. Such killing of civilians and the ignorance of Islamic culture generally turned a portion of the Afghan government forces against the U.S. occupation. Within the coalition, which was supposed to be cooperative, conflicts accumulated between the U.S. garrison and the local Afghan military. Mohammed Abdullah, not his real name, is a former lieutenant in the Afghan National Army. 
Out of fear for his safety, he requested anonymity. Today, he's been invited to meet with his former subordinates for the first time in many years in Jalalabad. As the Taliban grew stronger, the U.S. decided to increase the deployment of its troops in Afghanistan beginning in 2008. Subsequently, they trained and maintained security forces of 352,000 Afghan soldiers, including Mohammed Abdullah. The Pentagon strove to make these forces the mirror image of the U.S. Army, but as time went on, using American rules to train Afghan troops produced more and more problems. The term green on blue attack refers to Afghan ambushes of U.S. troops. From 2007 to 2012, there were a total of 71 such incidents between these two supposedly allied forces. Long after leaving the army, Mohammed drove to the province of Kapisa, 120 kilometers away from Kabul, where he once took part in an ambush. His retracing of steps will stir up memories that he has long kept under a tight seal. <laughs> It was in this village that Muhammad, who by then had been under the Americans' command for many years, changed the course of his life by doing something that many people could never understand. 
to protect himself during his exchanges with villagers, Mohammed didn't specify that he himself took part in the conflict between American troops and the security forces. He and the villagers share startlingly similar memories of that event. ما رفتیم امریکا با ما گفتن که برای ما راپور آمده و توسط تیاره دیده شده که در این خانه یک چیزی هست باید ما شما بریم یک تلاشی بکنیم وظیفه ما وظیفه ما ای شد که ما باید داخل خانه شوم تلاشی اگر ضرورت داخل خانه شد باید ما انجام بکنیم اکور راول ادل تاود دیه زنه بیا In fact, the conflict between the two sides escalated beyond mere words. بیرون از خانه باغ بود دو باغ بازونا کمین گرفتن بر ما مرمی تیر کردن و به تیاره ها قمانده کردن که شما باید بیاین اگر سر ما اینا فیر میکنن یا ما را میکشن یا هم دایم جنگ ما در شروع میشه شما اینا را بمبارد بکنین آل دی وقت کده جکا ولی چه دی وقت نور کسان را اغلا نور کسان و منز که که نسیدن بیا اغلا داغی و گفتن باز ما مجبور استم امرای تو جنگ بکنم ما وای فایر کردیم ما که وای فایر کردیم اونا هم وای فایر کردن و گفتیم هر کس که پیش نزدیکی خانه آمد ما میکشیم ما امو مردم غیرت و مردانگی همو مردم هم. امو امو وقت امو زمان امو 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 امو, امو که پیشوری ما تیر شده حال هم دخاطری ما است because of this event, Mohammed was detained and interrogated upon his return to the camp. Thanks to collective opposition on the part of his troops, he was allowed to return to the army. But rather than being on the front lines, he was relegated to being a buyer of supplies for highway security. Even so, Mohammed doesn't regret his actions that day. <laughs> سیاسیون خود افغان ها کسایی که در راس حکومت بودن تمامشان اینمی ادامه کردن که امریکای ها به کمک ما شما آمدن 
بد میکنی که در افغانستان آمدی غلط کردی که در افغانستان آمدی اول باید انانه و کلتور و فرهنگ و کتاب و مذهب ما را تو باید اما در آخر ما دیدیم که نه این چیز نبود تمامنش یک سد اشتار درجه تغییر America went to Afghanistan intending to turn of, to make Afghanistan more like America. The Americans so assumed the, uh, the fundamental basis of democracy as it operates in this country, which uh, one of the foundational ideas is that each individual is a sovereign unit. And democracy consists of allowing each individual sovereign unit to have an equal say in the, somehow in the governing of the society. But in Afghanistan, it isn't just uh, in the, uh, thinking of society as, a, as an atomized collection of individual separate units uh, is not how it was in Afghanistan, and the two are difficult to mix together. The United States has left Afghanistan. Its democracy program has failed, leaving behind a myriad of terrorist organizations, an influx of refugees, and a population suffering from drug addiction. After two decades of war and destruction, the Afghan people must now chart their own course towards reconstruction. <laughs> 